Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Eddie, I got you. It's a Monday. It's a podcast. Your ass, Al. What's up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, so this morning when I was coming in, as I was coming up uh, Hudson Street. Oh, don't tell me another issue with a biker and you almost no, no, got no. mugged again. Okay. But I think I saw the guy again. Oh, really? Yeah. On his, on his bike. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I remember his bike had these flashing lights mm-hmm. on it. Not that other bikers also don't have flashing lights, but again, we're talking about 4 a.m. Yes, routine. It was like 4.05. It was right around that time. Yeah. And I saw him where I saw him. And I go, okay. I want to see if this guy turns down the street that he beat my car up on. Right. He did not. Okay. Just kept going. Just kept going. Now, was he in front of you? Like, did you ever pass him? I did pass him. You did. And I looked out. He didn't look over. Like, okay. he was very focused on the road. But I'm pretty sure that was the guy. All right. So now I know where he is. I feel like throwing a, a stick through his spokes. Or a tire iron. Or a tire iron. Something <laughs> just, just right kidding. through his spokes. I'm just kidding. Make him do a flip. Eh, you know what? Let it go now. I should just let it go, yes, right? Because otherwise I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to actually get beat up. Or worse. Or worse. Right. Murder, Jerry. Let's for not, what? Let's not become a news story. Yeah, but I was actually looking to I wanted to see if he was going to turn down that street. Because right, sure. then I would have thought he worked at UPS, which is right over there. And they have right. employees that start shifts at all hours like four we o'clock. do. Yeah, 4 o'clock shift. Usually 4 to 12, 12 to 8, <clears throat> 8 to 4. Yeah, so uh, does not work there. Because he was kept. I watched him because he had the light on his bike. He, he was all the way up Hudson. All right. But it is weird. Like, we've talked about this before and, like, the fact that what are the chances I see this biker again at that exact location? Very good. But how many times, like, I come in from an hour and 10 minutes away. Gio has talked about he comes in from, like, an hour and 15 minutes away. And sometimes you're at the at the red light with the same person yes, coming be- in from Long Island. It's Because we all have the same. Here's why. Our alarms go off at the same exact time every day. We have the same routine yeah. most days. And the lights probably time up the exact same way every day. But still, there are days I leave at 3, 3.05, yeah. 3.03. 
But so we're probably not seeing them every day. No, but we but see when them you enough do, to yes. notice it. Correct. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. Yeah, especially coming from that distance, it's crazy. I I know. That's but why we're all you, going to the same place. Yeah, that's why you have to be careful that you don't have a run in with somebody that yeah. you don't know a stranger on the street I, because you're probably going to run into them I again. I thought the same thing when this happened to you. It's yeah. not going to be the last time you see this guy. Right. And that kind of sucks. I just have to be aware, Jerry. Yeah, unless you alter your schedule and show up five minutes earlier or five minutes later every day. Right. And you could. You could show up later. You do the work at home before you yeah. come in. You could definitely come in here at 4.30. You don't need to be here at 4.05. No. You usually park out front anyway, so it's not that That's big correct. a deal. Yeah, but so. you know you know what the, the thing with uh, you never know uh, traffic around, even in the middle of the night. Oh, no, I know. It gets crazy. But even if you showed up at 10 to 5, you're fine. Hell, That's Mike true. Flegelman shows up at four fifty nine thirty when he's supposed to run the board at 5 o'clock. Yeah, so. one day we didn't think he was <laughs> – we were looking at each other like, doesn't the warm-up show start in like a minute? <laughs> I know. Studio's dark. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one here. <laughs> I had a uh, – I went – I had dinner. I went out to dinner with uh, Gina's – a couple Gina's friends with. Okay. And uh, I decided to get scallops as a dinner. That seems like an odd choice. Yeah, you know, I don't Blah. know. I don't know what made me decide to get it, but scallops is nothing. Is nothing. No, it's I was really... starving when I was done. <laughs> Could you bring dinner now, please? <laughs> I know, but that's the problem I have with eating. And I know you'll say different, but I'm fat. You're not. When I eat shrimp for dinner, I'm like, all right, where's dinner now? Yeah, there's an like, appetizer. I, had, I got. I went out to dinner with the with my son on Friday night, just the two of us. And I got a shrimp wrap and I basically dissected it. And there were probably like eight pieces of shrimp in there. Decent, so nothing crazy, but they weren't tiny either. Eight pieces of shrimp. I ate all the shredded lettuce in it and everything. And it was good. And I had a baked potato with it. Al, I was, I was so hungry when I left the restaurant. I'm like, what did I just spend $26 on? Like, come on. But I don't know if that's because we're used to eating so much food. You're not. So I don't, but it, but for me, anytime I eat any type of fish, it does nothing for me. Yeah. I'm with you. And that, because what's weird is like Gina ordered a steak. Okay. And she got a steak with fingerling potatoes. Mm, boy. Right. I got my scallops. You know what my side dish was for the scallops? A piece of broccoli. Butternut squash puree. Oh, it was God. like the little. That's like the, really, it's like eating nothing. Really, like eating applesauce. Yes, that's nothing. So that did not feel like a meal to me. No, what they get you for uh, for that? Thirty two dollars. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Well, don't be cheap next time. Get the steak. Well, the steak wasn't really that much more. I should have got the steak, but oh. I was like, I got for whatever reason butternut squash sounded interesting. Yeah, but you got a butternut squash sauce. <laughs> yes, it was like sauce. <laughs> it's nothing. It is nothing. I will tell you, bring up the steak Thursday night. Was it Thursday or Friday? Thursday night. Like, it's Friday night I went out. Thursday night, my wife, I told you off the air, my wife made um, these New York strip steaks. I had that with broccoli. And you're right. You eat that meat, it felt great. I was full. I wasn't stuffed. Right. Wasn't hungry the rest of the night. feel like I got a good, I mean, more than a cup. I probably ate too much broccoli. Fantastic. It was a good I, meal, right? Yeah. I was ready to have it for breakfast the next day. <laughs> there was none left. <laughs> I, I could eat though, like when you talk about things with protein, and you know we have talked we talked about this when we talked about like people going, oh, have oatmeal, it'll satisfy it you the whole no, day. It, it, your ass, it doesn't. Yeah, I make a five egg scrambled egg. Yeah, my stomach was growling <laughs> after I was done eating. I was like, okay, now where's the? 
That's the thing. Like people, Where are the carbs? Right. I when know. people wanted to cut out carbs, it's yeah. it's hard to do. You will you don't get full. I, I can know. eat a steak and eggs. If that's all I'm eating, I'm starving. I know. But and and you pretty much do eat that way every day. And you just can control it. A lot of people can't control the hunger, you know, the the the, the feeling of but, wanting more. But even like at my for dinner, I'll always have a sweet potato, which is that's that helps. So that definitely helps. That's yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah, it probably does. I had a, a very bad incident with my dog I would like to share with you, Jerry. Okay. So I've had my dog three and a half years. Right. I hug up on my dog. You know what I mean, Jerry? I, I snuggle her. I get her in headlocks and yeah. kiss her face. I I do who's a good girl. I, I mean, I'm all in this dog's business at all times. Saturday, I took her for our uh, 4.30 a.m. walk. Oh, my God. And it was raining. It yeah. was like kind of misting on and off. And we were staying at Gina's house, so when I brought her in, if it was my house, I don't care. But if I brought her in, I was like, yeah, I probably should dry her feet. So mm-hmm. Gina has fancy rugs. So she laid down on her bed just from coming in. She laid on her bed. I go, okay. So I, I get a paper towel and I wipe her front paws. I go over the top of her, like lean across her to get to her back paw. She turned and bit my face. She bit she bit me in the lip. Really? I don't notice. Wow. Yeah, no, it did not leave a mark. I was I could not I thought I was actually tasting blood. Wow. She bit me. She she reached up and bit me. And in the reaching up process, you know that weird nail that dogs have on their arm? Yes, I do. It got caught on my shirt. So she was stuck to my shirt while trying to bite you? Trying to bite me more. Oh my God. So I'm holding her off because she looked like a psycho. She had a psycho look on really? her face. Yeah. And I unhooked her hook. And then she stopped and looked sad. So I don't know what. That's the thing about animals. Man. Snapped. I, I know. You just never know. Something inherently. Some snapped. defense mechanism. Yeah. And that's the thing about pit bulls that people get so crazy about. Yes. And I, they're the, I, I, I'm not a pit bull owner. I, I'm not a dog owner. But I could see why people are afraid of them. I'm yeah. sure they're unbelievable pets. But that one moment, if something like that happens, man, that adrenaline goes through them. Look out. Yeah. And you have no chance. No chance. And like I said, Mike, my, my dog looked ashamed after she did it. Just like she couldn't control it. Yeah. yeah. It was the same look I saw in her when she caught a squirrel. Okay. Where it was like instincts took over. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. Like the squirrel ran in front of her. She couldn't help herself, grabbed the squirrel, shook it to death, and then dropped it. Then it was like, okay, back to reality. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was weird. Yeah, that's scary too. Because I'm up in her face I... all the time. Yeah. You clearly bothered her by touching her paws. But but that's the other thing. Like at night when I'm petting her, I have touch her paws. I like I it, it's all things I've done before, which yeah. is but now that's in my head, and I know it just happened. For sure. But, like, how long will that be in my head? Like, is this uh, all going to bite my might face? Might be a while. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of extreme. It was. It was like, if, a, a, you know, those cobras whoosh, yeah, where they quick. they, snap, they mm-hmm. snap at you? Because the problem for you will be, or could have been, what if she didn't stop? Right. I mean, is she going to maul you in, on Gina's living room floor? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying she will. Or yeah, she would, but yeah, I also don't think 
that 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 greyhound could maul me like another dog could a shepherd mm-hmm. a rottweiler a right. pit bull a big a mastiff i don't know yeah, yeah. because i do think i would be able to at least i wouldn't listen i wouldn't have severe bodily injuries i could i'd probably have bite marks For on sure. me and cuts but i wouldn't have my face on the carpet no, and my yeah, let's and my head that. on the couch but yeah i don't know that's it yeah man Forget about these animals. They're nuts. Scary stuff. Yeah. They're nuts and they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. That's why I always I was always more afraid of cats that okay. have their that have claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those things are like Pull your eyeballs out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're ninja like. They're so fast. And I feel like I could hold off a dog. Like I if I could put my hand on a dog's mm-hmm. neck or chest. Good luck a with cat, cat is so wiry. Very much so. Right? They're Very much so. Meow, and yeah. they're making those weird. And when they go nuts, they go nuts. Yeah. Like when they start sprinting around the house, it's like, what in the hell is going on right now? There was also a part of me when that happened, I was like, all right, I can bring her back now because she attacked me, Jerry, (laughs) and I could use that as my story. Well, if you use that as your story, (laughs) I think twice they destroy them. Oh, no, that I couldn't do that. I believe that's true. Yeah. If you report two dog bites, I think... By law, they have. They have <laughs> Imagine to. me reporting my own dog. Uh, I would like to report this dog for attacking me. Bit me in the face. It bit me in the face. He caught me right in the lip, Jerry. Quite frankly, it's the second time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the other time, but I'm pretty sure it happened. <laughs> so I would take her away if I were yeah. you guys. I mean, good luck with that. That's yeah. scary stuff. That was very scary. Yep. But I got to tell you, by the next day, by Sunday, All I, was, I was mushing her in the face again. Right. Like, I don't learn so my you lesson. like that dog. I do. I love my dog. I know you don't like having, I don't a, dog, like having you like a dog. dog. I know. You I don't love like responsibility. Yes. I don't like responsibility. <laughs> I'm aware. I want to only be responsible for myself. Yeah, well, that's your fault. You went and got the dog. <laughs> yes, I know. Man. Yep. That's why you never had kids. Yes. You got your one job. That's enough responsibility. Yeah, it's plenty. Jerry, that's You're plenty of responsibility. Day. Yeah, I know. I understand. All right. I get here. I come to work every day. I'm not a slacker. No, you're not. No, you're not. Thank you. You've kind of set up your life the way you want it. Yes. It's boring. Boring. That's your choice, though. It doesn't have to be. And that has nothing to do with responsibility. Right. You could very much do a hell of a lot more than you do. Yeah, I could. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you use a budgeting app? No. Me neither, but I'm just thinking about it. Okay. I mean, I do I... I don't use an app. Yeah. Do, How do you I budget? track everything? Yes. You do? Yes. And you'll say, like, you'll know what you spend in a month typically on grocery oh, sure. shopping? No. No, I don't go that far. Yeah. Um, we have two different checkbooks. One is for the house, and that's where a certain amount of money goes into that part, and Kim is responsible for certain bills. Every paycheck something goes shop. in there? Well, every paycheck, that's where that paycheck goes to. Okay. So... Kim gets my paycheck, pays a certain amount of bills, and she gets the money for the house. Do what you want with it. I don't care if you go to Home Depot or you go to Stop a Job. Don't matter to me. Um, and then 
the checks I get from Compass Media Networks and from Rutgers or from Learfield, from Rutgers, and any extra money I make go into another checking account where I have other things I pay for and then save money. So I look at the So usually I start in, I would say November, December, I lay out the year. So like right now, is it budget? I guess it's budgeted. Um, I just know every expense I have um, through December. And then I look at the previous year and look at things that popped up. And I try to subtract miscellaneous amounts of money so that I'm on target. Yeah. And I'm just trying to be close. How do you handle things like, um, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but I'm wondering like when people do budgets, how do you handle something like, let's say you got a, a bonus? Yeah. Like this was money you weren't expecting, but money you also can't expect to have in the future. Yeah. What do you do with that? Nothing. Do whatever you want with it. But like, normally what happens in life is as soon as you get that, something big happens. Yeah, that pretty you much. Have to pay that's for pretty it. much the way that's gone for me my entire life. Doesn't it, don't you hear that all the time all from the time. people? All the time. People will say like, uh, I can't believe I uh, my transmission went and I just got a mm-hmm. bonus for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. It happens like, literally gone. all the time. I mean, I, you know, I, <laughs> I will tell you things were going quite well. I joined a country club and then uh, found out something could be along the way and then uh, not so good. Like, oh, there goes that fun money. <laughs> I feel terrible telling the boys this country club might be one year and out, but yeah. it might be because, you know, my life might change a little bit soon. I don't know. You know, that happens. It happens right. all the time. Yeah. So you can plan as best you can, but you don't know from week to week, day to day, month to month. Who the hell knows what's going on? So Gina just started doing the budget. You told me why the rocket, right? She no, did. she's oh, no, 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 quicken. No, quicken. All right. But now she's down to like, you know, she's got everything. Yeah, yeah. And I know, and she keeps telling me, she goes, oh, you should do this. I said, if I do this, I'm not going to want to spend money on anything. You don't have to do it. I don't want to do it. You, so you're but, a single guy. And I have a lot, it's a lot in my head. You know what I mean? Like I know what I'm, I'm not spending extravagantly at the grocery store. I know no. what I need. If you had a, if you were in the red every month, I would suggest doing it. I don't get the sense you're in the red every month. And I'm not picking on you. You have no responsibilities right. other than your dog and your mortgage. Um, you, you don't have to worry about paying tuition. You don't have kids. You don't. It's you. To yeah. me, I think you, you're fine. The thing that will annoy me is what I spend at restaurants. But that's on and, you. Right. But I'm saying if I start doing a budget thing like that. Then you won't do that, that anymore. Then I know I, you won't. I know. Or you'll cut that out or cut it, cut back on it. Yeah. And it's really. the one thing you like doing and getting out of the house. Right. That's why I'm afraid to For sure. to do that. I always tell Kim because I mean, even like us, you know, that money comes out of the house checking account, checkbook, and I'll tell her like when I budget it, I bought, I will do it to, to keep the checkbook close to level. Where <laughs> it's never even, but close, yeah, close enough. Like you realize how much money we spend on food, whether it's Stop and Shop, Dearborn, Costco, pizza, or other takeout. It is astronomical. Right. And I'm like, you want to know? She goes, don't tell me. She goes, everything's good. I don't want to know how much we're spending on food. I'm like, and I said to her, I'm like, you realize how many times as well, either me or you go to Costco or stop and shop. And then we order food. We order out that night or go out to dinner. You just spent two seventy five at the supermarket. And then we went out to eat. Yeah, what because, are we doing? Because you don't have to, because you, you spent all your energy at the Costco. You don't want to come home and Correct. make food. <laughs> no one wants to cook. <laughs> We're ter- the two of us are terrible like that. We neither one of us want. I'm exhausted by the end of the day from getting up at two o'clock in the morning, and so is she. And she does cook most nights, but 
There's a lot of times she looks at me, she goes, can we please water? I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's fine by me. I remember my mom always kind of struggled, like, what to make, because it seemed like it was, like, the yeah. same, especially when you're cooking for a family. Correct. It's like, there's only so many, a, like, so many ways to make chicken or beef. It's actually very funny you just brought yeah. that up, because uh, was it Thursday, I want to say? I have a note in here that I put together meals. Oh, so you opened, you made a note on your phone with meal ideas. I did. So oh, that that's this nice. way I have, th so this is what I came up with. Okay, I All like right? this. Uh, I came up with tee, 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 uh, turkey tacos, tur you know, ground turkey tacos, sure. which I love. Grilled chicken, boring, but okay. On the Pork list. chops, either grilled or fried, usually grilled. Kim likes them grilled, which is good. Uh, chicken cutlets, which I put a little note once a month so that wouldn't stay in the rotation. That's like a treat. Uh, raviolis for the boys, me, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sausage and peppers over brown rice. Mm. I got... Turkey burgers, I got meatloaf, mostly ground turkey again, pulled pork, which the kids love. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and emergency is pasta. Now, that's 10 meals. We never, we usually don't cook on, for, we order out Friday and usually go out Saturday. So those days are out. Sunday is like, especially during the winter, fun food, sort of. So that doesn't count. You're talking about four nights a week we need food. I've got 10 or 11 things here. There should never be a question. Right, of, and then you're not repeating until... If we go on this rotation. Yeah. And then there weeks. are other things that, I'm, I, that I've thought of since that I didn't add to it, but that's funny you said. I just did that last yeah. week. Yeah, because I remember my mom used to all the time, like, I don't know yeah. what to make. Yeah, I know. I, 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 me too. And when, when Kim used to work every day and not get home till 5 o'clock, I used to cook every day. And I'd be like, oh, my God, what? And I would look in cookbooks. I'm like, oh, no, we don't have those ingredients. I ain't going out. <laughs> right. So then it came to, all right, let me look in the freezer and see what we have. And then I'll make something from that. But, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You get bored of stuff. You so, do. so spoiled. And then how do, here's what I always wonder. Like, you were married young. 25, I got married. Or 25. Yeah. But you weren't on your own for a while. Before. I was never on my own. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if two people are coming together now or later in life. Yeah. How do they budget as a couple? If if the woman has a full-time job, the guy has a full-time job. Depends on the couple. Yeah. It's a lot of people that keep separate accounts um, and never get a joint account. Yeah, because I, I know it would annoy me if I was married and I felt money was being spent on something. Eh. Yeah. What well, we I mean, in my case, I make 90% 90, 90 of the money. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty good with it. I don't, and that's because Kim's good with it. Kim is not; she doesn't come home with uh, new shoes every day. Or yeah, she's she's easy in that way. Um, so it's never bothered me. But I mean, yeah, like my money's her money, and what she makes is mine, and whatever. We don't really think about it. Yeah, never had even when the only time I ever thought about it, I told you, was when I was out of work, and her job paid for the bills, and I remember calling her if she minded if I. Use five dollars to go hit golf balls. <laughs> you had a call for permission. Wasn't my money. <laughs> I had nothing coming in. Remember, I, I wasn't working and I had no severance. I left here and then the company I went and worked for went out of business. So I was up Craps Creek without a paddle, and I had nothing. I think I was making. I was that. I was at uh, one hundred six three at the time. I think I was making two hundred fifty dollars a week. That was it. And I felt, you mind if I pick five dollars out of the checkbook? <laughs> like to hit golf balls because <laughs> I got nothing to do. It was so lonely. It was sad. Oh, my God, yeah. And I wasn't out of work long, 
but it was it was depressing like waking up and had I had no money to go do anything and nowhere to go and I wasn't getting any calls or any interviews and didn't know who to contact I was like yeah and you could see that go you could see how that could go on for a long time yes absolutely. unless you're a real go-getter I think that's when I got the job from Don LaGreca at Sports Phone and that really kind of kicked my career back into gear that was fun. So so you were working here. Yeah. And then you quit. I gave up my full-time status. I kept Friday night tape. Okay. But it was five hours. Right. At, I think, $10.75 an hour. And where did you go to work? What do you mean? Where did, That was in Queens. That was... No, I'm saying, where did you... Oh, you, so from... So I, I left here as a full-timer to go work for a real, like, warehouse job that paid, like, 50 grand a year. Um, and I stayed Friday nights on tape and then I got the job at one Oh six, three, because the warehouse job, I could work either. They would let me do either 7 AM to 3 PM or 11 AM to 7 PM. And I could stagger the hours. When I got the job at one Oh six, three, they allowed me to do 11 to seven. That job went away within six months, which I was not prepared for. And I was making like 40 bucks a week here, 40 Al, not 400, 40. Again, one shift a week, and I was making like two fifty a week at the at the radio. I was making less than three hundred dollars a week. Wow! And then the writing was on the wall that one hundred six three was on the way out, and then I got the job with Don, and then started making real money from him. That actually paid well. One hundred six three went they got, they sold, and then I was out of that job. <laughs> but I never left Fan. I was still working Friday nights at Fan, and then I weaseled my way back in when. I think it was, was it when Joan Chin left to go work at Sirius? I got, I was just in the right place at the right time. I got the Mike and the Mad Dog board shift. When Sirius first launched, yeah, was there a thought that a lot of people were going there? Like, like at the radio station, was it a lot of competition to? There was a lot of conversation. I think it was XM at first. I don't think it was Sirius. Well, I mean, XM was in was DC, in Washington, right? And then Sirius was in New York. Right, but you're but right. The, they didn't start. XM or, started first. I think so. And they were going to have a studio in New York as well. Oh yes. And there were people that were trying to get work. I remember I tried getting work on the alternative rock station on XM, and I had a bat. Dave Logan. Does that thing yeah. that name sound right? Mm-hmm. I had a couple of emails back and forth because I was just fresh off of working at 106.3. And he see, I remember one email, it seemed like I was going to get a job. And then I never heard from him again. He just like stopped answering. Me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there people talked about it. Yeah. I, I remember it came up for sure. And then when Sirius really launched in New York, that's when people really started. And when Steve Cohen left. Yeah. That was a bit, that was a big hit. Cause they probably paid more per hour than FAN did, right? Yeah. They paid well. They did pay well. I and remember I went, in the beginning they did. Yeah. They did. I went there in, I started working there in O. I worked there from 02 to 04, I believe it was, or 03 to 05, I forget, something like, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I was at Sirius on, uh, I would work a shifter in the week, and then I worked the NFL, what Lepresti does, I did the Sunday drive um, for a while, it was a great job, they paid well, and Nick Pavlados was my boss, and I think he still is over there, he was phenomenal to work with, and, uh, and Cohen was good too. So, yeah, and then everything started coming together slowly, piece by piece. Yeah. I tried so many times in the early 2000s mm-hmm. to get a job at Sirius. Like when uh, after 
Opie and Anthony got fired from WNEW. Yeah. And that, uh, the writing was on the walls. They say that that yep. was a disaster. <clears throat> I, and I went for so many interviews. I got nothing. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it, it, and it fascinates me how people get jobs without knowing people just by going on an interview. I feel yeah. like that doesn't really exist. Right. But clearly it does. It just has never worked for me, although I've never been on many interviews. I tried at the Comedy Channel. I tried at the uh, NFL Network. Wow. I tried at, I even tried at the Gay Channel. OutQ? OutQ. I remember, yeah, yeah. Because they were doing talk shows. Yep. I was like, I could do gay talk shows. I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I that's... I mean, I do sports and I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> Or watch it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe they're looking for a straight guy at the gay yeah, channel. why not? But never got those calls either. I remember walking in there the first time and thinking, like, I, I was, we were still in Astoria. And while Fan was, it felt like an old school radio station. It just, it was old and it, and it was awesome. And Imus was still there and it was, still had that aura about it, meaning Astoria did uh, before we left and before we came here where everything was brand new. I walked into Sirius the first time. I'm like, holy crap, this place is unbelievable. Right there, Everything lobby was, when you got up to there. Yeah. Oh, my God. You felt like, I got the pass. Yeah. I'm going past the thing, and you go upstairs, and then the doors open. It's like, where am I? Like, this is wild. Yeah. It was cool. It really was cool. It was cool. It was a good experience. Have you ever written down, which I actually want to do. I haven't done it yet. Have you ever written down every career experience you've had? No. Since you, no, since you got into broadcasting, I actually want to do that because even just like talking about it, I'm like, wow, one hundred six three, serious. Like there was a lot that's gone on before things really settled down by coming into this spot in the morning. Now I know I still did Columbia. I know Compass came along, and I've done other things, but I was all over the place for a few years. Even like the voiceover work I did for five years. Yeah, you know, which was Cinesport. Like I'd like to write it down and see what it looks like. That'd be a pretty good resume, I would think. Sure. I would think. I don't know. Now that you said that, it's so funny because I always say I never got hired at at Sirius, but I did get a job offer from XM. Oh, you did? That I turned down because it barely paid money to, and I would have to move to D.C. D.C., yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when the MLB baseball channel started, mm -hmm. and they were going to be doing... Uh, all talk shows, and it was the sh the show that Rob Dibble was going to do because okay. Rob Dibble had just gone over there. Yeah, I forget who his co-host was going to be. I was going to produce that show. I think it paid f forty grand. Okay, but I would have to move to DC, and yeah. it just wasn't. Yeah, it's good if you're there, there. I suppose. Yeah, I make it work, but there's a lot of expenses to move to a yeah. different city. After I had moved to New York from right. Tampa, you know what right. I mean. So you did get an offer. I did get an offer. I just remember yeah. that, but not at Sirius. This is when they, right. they were two different companies. You could for have a worked long with time. Evan Roberts. Yes, a young Evan Roberts who was at the MLB channel. Yeah, and then he uh, was on right. the Maxim channel. I remember Maxim had a channel. I do remember Evan on the Maxim channel? Yeah, that seems like an odd pairing, but yeah, <laughs> I'm very manly channel. Whatever. There are two guys that I remember walking in and th really thinking this isn't going to work. And I worked with both of them overnight. I was anchoring. And that was Evan because I couldn't believe he was sitting there with a backwards hat and a T-shirt. And he looked like a 15-year-old kid. And he was young. But like it, I'm like, he's, this kid ain't taking this seriously. This is his first night. He's, this is how he comes to work. I'll never forget. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then 
I'll never forget when they gave Adam Shine a show. I'm like, whoa, sh- you're, my ears are bleeding with the way he was screaming and yelling. And it sounded like, like, is that the guy I just had a conversation with in the newsroom? So nice and soft-spoken. Yeah. And it sounded fake to me. I think they've done fine. <laughs> I think they've both done quite well, actually. Yeah, they're doing all right for themselves. I missed on those two. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, when I, with the time I went over and I, I met with Steve Cohen at the NFL yeah. channel on Sirius. Yeah. And that was after WNEW had blown up and mm-hmm. I was looking for work. And I said, uh, I go, oh, you guys, there are rumors that you guys are going to be getting Opie and Anthony. He goes, no. Howard Stern. I remember walking out of going, these people are crazy. <laughs> they think they're getting Howard Stern. This was, there was no yeah. thought of Howard Stern out there yet. Right. And I'm like, these lunatics think they're getting Howard Stern? Yeah. Who's lunatic now? That was unbelievable. That's how long now he's been there? Uh, he started January of 06. 18 years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. So he went there in 06. Imus got fired in 07. So the company lost Stern and Imus within like 14 months of one another? Stern, Imus, and ONA before that. Opie and Anthony Damn. before that. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah. I, I would have said Stern was like 2010. Yeah, it was wow. 06. Because that's when I started with uh, David Lee Roth. Oof. And free realize. FM. Oh, yeah, right. I should, that's right. Yeah. I should have realized that. Oh, yeah. All right, Jerry, let's do the freaking warm-up show. That's what I'm talking oh, good. about. Let's talk about the Cowboys some more. Oh, uh. yeah. Oh, so.